You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, hello. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for this bonus episode because this is, I think I can genuinely say this is my favorite live stream that I've ever done. And I have done a lot and I have loved just about every one of them, but I really, really in particular loved this one because I feel like what we were able to do was dive very, very specifically into this concept, right? So what I did in advance of this live stream is write down specific examples from clients, friends, peers, conversations that I've had with people about this particular topic. And I think being able to go to that level of granular detail was really, really useful. And I probably got maybe the most messages and personal outreach that I've ever gotten from a live stream from this one as well, because I think it resonated for people in a whole new way because of that level of specificity and those examples. So I really wanted it to be part of the podcast because I think that you guys will get a lot out of it. I should probably tell you what it's on. It's about problems versus trade-offs in your business and how to look at things through a new lens. What I see a lot of business owners do is feel like they have a ton of problems in their business and not be comfortable just being okay with the fact that sometimes in business we have a trade-off and that doesn't signify a problem right? So I'll go through exactly what that means in this episode. And I think you will take so much away from it. But if you're someone that constantly feels like they're sitting in problems in their business, or they're always wanting to change things, or they're always anxious about something, this episode will be transformative for you. And I'm so, so pumped for you guys to get to listen to it. Okay. So here's what I want to do is explain this topic or concept first, and then I'm going to go through all nine or 10 of these specific examples just so you can see this at play. So basically what can happen is things happen in our business and we tend to make it all a problem, right? Like everything that doesn't feel perfect feels like a problem. Okay. Does this make sense? Um, And then we spin around endlessly looking for the solution to all of these problems Versus realizing that sometimes there is not a problem, there's just a trade. Does that make sense? Okay, so we can spin around endlessly on a problem, right? I'll give you all of the examples of this, but, and then we're just stuck on how do I solve this? How do I solve this? And sometimes there are problems in our business that are just trade-offs of like the other results we're getting or the other things we're doing, and there are not solutions to them or there are not solutions to fix that specific problem. So what I feel like this space feeds us is that everything should feel perfect all the time. And if it doesn't feel perfect, it means there is a problem in your business. Like, wouldn't that be fucking nice? (laughs) Except that's not true. There will be things that don't feel perfect in your business. And I feel like, um, you know, I always use relationship examples, but this is so true, right? Like one of my clients is a relationship coach and she talks about how like there are sometimes like unsolvable problems in a marriage, but like the marriage is still good, right? Or there are trade-offs, like you're really amazing at this, but you're shit at this and I have to deal with it. 
right? And when we're looking for that perfect relationship where there are zero trade-offs to be had, we're going to be looking forever. And the same thing is true of business. And so being able to distinguish, like, is this a problem I actually need to solve in my business? Or is this a trade-off that I'm experiencing? will change everything for you because you'll stop spinning out on the top level shit that you can't necessarily change or you'll know like this is something i can change and this is something i can't like it literally almost reminds me of that like serenity prayer right like grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change and the what is it i should know this i used to go to AA meetings all the time when i was a therapist um Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Like, it's something like that. I probably just butchered that. But, like, this is basically that. Like, you need to know in your business, like, what do I just need to accept? What do I actually need to change? What needs to shift? And where I see most people get stuck is they cannot figure out the difference between what is an actual problem that needs my attention and what is just a trade off of whatever growth, expansion having a business, all of those things. And here's one of the number one reasons people can't figure that out is because this online space, again, feeds you like it should feel perfect all the time. And if it doesn't feel perfect, you should burn it to the ground, fix everything, change everything until it feels perfect and there is no problems. And like what I know from being behind the scenes in so many businesses and from from everyone from like, you know, just starting out to, um, you know, seven, maybe multiple seven figures, right? Is that there are always challenges. There are always going to be trade-offs. There are always going to be obstacles, but it's how you deal with them, where you put your attention uh, that really matters and really solving the right problem. If there's anything I'm obsessed with in business, that's it. It's solving the right problem. So if you don't know, is this actually a problem or is this just a trade-off and you're spinning around trying to solve it, you will be frustrated all the fucking time and it will feel like you're running in quicksand. Does anybody know what I mean? I'm sure like we've all been there where it's like just endlessly solving this cycle of problems that like I cannot seem to figure out. It's probably because some are not actually problems or you just haven't accepted the trade-off or found a way to be okay with the trade-off. So it's a little bit harder to explain really like high level concept wise like that. So that's why I have like nine or 10 examples that I'm gonna walk you through because I really want you to be able to see this. So let's do that. So, okay, here's, here's the first one. So you're a money mindset coach, but the trade-off is that a lot of your people will have money mindset issues and it will make them more difficult to convert potentially, right? So you could be a money mindset coach and then be like, fuck all these people. I have the wrong audience. I have the wrong clients. They all have money objections. This is ridiculous. This is such a problem. They need to burn everything to the ground to fix it, right? But like, if you're a money mindset coach, the trade-off is that your people are going to have more money objections. Like it's literally just that simple. In many ways, that's the exact audience that you're drawing in right now, right? So it's really, really, really important to be able to see things like that where it's like, okay, so if I just lean into that trade-off and go, okay, so I'm a money mindset coach. So like a lot of my clientele is going to have money objections and money mindset issues on sales calls. How do I get really fucking good at dealing with that? That is the right problem to solve is... How do I get really fucking good at dealing with the fact that my people are going to have a lot of objections? Like, then you're really going, okay, it's just a trade-off of getting to do the work I love. So how do I get really good at managing that trade-off versus what most people do, which is like, my audience is obviously wrong. I need a new ideal client. 
this is such a problem. It's not a problem. It's a trade-off. Does that make sense? Tell me if that makes sense. Again, I have a lot more examples, but I hope that's resonating. Catalysis is learning to accept that now and not looking at other people because it makes me doubt everything I'm doing on my side of the fence. Totally, Catal. And also remembering that like, what's helpful for me is to be like, what we are filtering through is marketing, which is very different than the full picture. Obviously, that's why I'm like obsessed with sharing the full picture with you guys um, and having conversations like this because I think it's so important. Um, but but yeah, like when you're looking at everyone else and they're going, it's perfect. Of course, you're going to doubt yourself when you're, uh, you know, hearing that. But like conversations like these or like listening to literally or having conversations with other business people or having the right coach is so important because it helps put all of this into perspective. Right? So the money mindset one is a really good one because it shows you how you could back yourself into a corner forever where like the exact audience you want to help is the exact audience you're pissed at. And then you're just fighting yourself all the time. But if you're like, oh, okay, well, duh, of course they're going to have freaking more money objections than anyone else. That's kind of the nature of the game. Let me lean into that, right? So another um, client that I have, this is actually not even an example I wrote down. It just made me think of it. She's like really, uh, what's the word I would use? Like she's intense. She's out there. She's like very full on, let's say, right? Um, I don't want to say too much else because you guys know I is super important to me to respect uh, client confidentiality. But um, in her sales process, what happens a lot of times is that right before someone's about to have a discovery call with her, they cancel right? Um, and it was super frustrating for her while, for her for a little while because she was getting like all these cancellations for discovery calls. Um, and then I would have her like you to know, reach back out, like figure out what happened. Da, da, da. And then what was happening, which is so interesting, is we figured like, oh, it's because she's really intense and they're freaking out before they're about to get on the call. So we did outreach around that, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to tell you the whole long spiel there. But the point is now when that happens, she doesn't freak out anymore. She's not like, fuck these people. This is the wrong audience. She's like, oh, this is just part of my sales process. Like someone books, they freak out, they cancel. I send them an email and go, hey, it's totally cool that you freaked out. Let's get back on the phone. Da, 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 da. And it's good. But she could have made that such a problem. She could have been like, see, it's the wrong audience or the wrong people. They're the whatever. We're like, no, it's just a trade-off. You're really intense and they get nervous and we just have to deal with that. Right? So we solved the right problem. Does that make sense? Like she's wants to be intense. She wants that to be out there. She wants that part of her personality to show that's like the best thing about her. So we just have to accept that there are trade-offs that come with that, which are like people might get nervous before they get on the phone with you and we can fix that. So now it's just part of her process. Like if that happens, we send an email and like nine times out of 10, it works and they get back on the phone and it's great. Solve the right problem is so important there. Slash identify what the actual problem is and what the trade-off is, right? Does that make sense? Um, Amy says, totally makes sense. You put towards what I've been struggling with. Oh, Amy, I'm so happy to hear that. Yes. Okay. I got a ton more. Okay. Oh, here's a good one. Okay. So your team only works in your business five hours a week. So the trade-off is that they're not going to reply in a few hours, potentially, right? So I see this one a lot with people that just got, um, just started building a team. It's like when you're just starting to build a team, like you're you're probably only going to have someone on contract for like, you know, a handful of hours per week. Like most people don't dive into like, you know, 20 hours a week right off the bat. 
But then people will get so frustrated because they're like, but I sent her an email two hours ago and she still hasn't responded. Like my team must suck. Uh, nope. You just have a team that's only working for you five hours a week, which means a trade-off for them is that they have to get other clients, which means a trade-off for you is they're not going to be like minute to minute responsive. Like someone would be if they were working 20, 30, 40 hours a week in your business, right? So again, problem is not my team sucks. It's just a trade-off, a trade-off of like, well, I get help and I get to have it for five hours. Like what if, what if you couldn't have that? What if it was like, you can only have a team member when you're willing to pay them for 20, 30, 40 hours a week? Like that's not better. Does that make sense? So like one of the trade-offs of having this amazing opportunity to have people working in your business for a short amount of time while you grow is that they are not going to be minute to minute responsive to you, right? But if you can be like, oh, okay, well, that's a trade-off. Let me solve the problem for why I would even need them to be minute to minute responsive for me, you see, then I'm going to feel better. So that's really important to note there, which is like the problem is not the team. That's a trade-off. The problem is how do I solve for that? How do I make that okay that they're not going to respond to me within an hour maybe? Does that make sense? Um, oh, good, Catella. I'm so glad you like them. I got, I got a lot of them. Um, but what can happen, again, is that this industry can cloud our judgment. And so, you know, we hear other people talking about how wonderful their team is. Like, I talk all the time about how wonderful Megan is. But, like, I also pay Megan enough hours and at a rate where she can be and is responsive. It's not necessarily a team problem. It's a what is our arrangement kind of trade-off. Does that make sense? Like you don't have to pay someone 40 hours and that's the beautiful part of the trade-off, right? Um, okay, so next one is, <laughs> this one is mine that I have dealt with. Um, you love one-on-one, -on -one, but it means you have to find new ways to scale, right? That is a total trade-off I have had in my business. I could do a whole live stream about this and go on and on, but I will try to make this very short. Um, this one specifically, uh, which is like, so for me, you know, I tried to do group programs. I did a couple, I did some very successfully, but it just like, didn't, wasn't my thing. Like it just wasn't where I found um, my fulfillment, my joy, um, all those things. And so a trade-off I had to decide on at that time is like, do I want to figure out how to scale one-on-one? -on -one? Do I want to deal with the idea that I might never, um, scale one-on-one -on -one quite as quickly or, um, you know, easily as I could with a group. And if I do, then that's a trade-off. It's not a problem. So I totally made that trade-off in my business, like hands down a hundred percent. I was like, I want to do this. So the trade-off is that it's going to look different. It might not be as fast and that's fucking okay. Right. And then I went about solving the right problem, which is like, then, so how do I scale? Versus being like, how do I scale as fast, as quickly, da 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 Like, you know, like one of the things that came up for me and that was like, well, I'm a business coach. I'm supposed to be growing as fast as possible. Like that's almost like how I like prove my results or whatever. And I had to be like, whatever, trade off. If someone doesn't want to hire me because I found an innovative way to scale that takes a little bit longer in terms of like just how the model works, fuck it. Trade off. Like they're just not going to be my right client. Instead of being like, no, I have to figure this out. I have to make it perfect. I have to figure out how to scale as quickly and in the exact same way and make as much and da 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 Like, I would have made myself insane. Instead, I was like, I'm available for that trade-off because this is the thing I want, right? 
And then from there, like I solved the right problem, which is like, how do I innovate on this? How do I scale this? How do I figure out alternative ways? But the reason I was able to have an open mind and actually come up with ideas about that, thank you, Amy, to come up with ideas about that is because I let the trade-off be okay. If I was like, no trade-off available here, it has to scale, it has to be this quick, it has to whatever, I would have never had that idea. I would have never found the solution that now serves me really, really well, right? So that's another one, which is like, yeah, you can take alternative path. And like, I am all about that. Like, do the innovative thing, do that. But like, what I'm clear about with my clients is it doesn't mean there's not trade-offs associated with that right? Like when you're doing the innovative thing that nobody's ever done, there's probably is going to be some trade-offs, but like, is that okay? And then how do you solve around those instead of trying to make it perfect, right? So, you know, the, the question is basically like, how do you make your trade-off workable? So for me, that was, that was the thing. Like, how do I make my trade-off workable? And that's what I came up with is this model. But again, like, let me be clear. It came with some trade-offs. Like I say this all the time, but like, a little bit could be so much higher in revenue right now if I wanted to do the group program thing, if I wanted to do courses, whatever. Like, we could be in a totally different spot. That's just one of my trade-offs. I'm like, it's worth it, and I love it, and it's okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Oh, this is another good one to show kind of the opposite side of that. So I have clients that are in this position, too, which is they really prefer courses over one-on-one, -on -one, which is totally great, too. Like, everyone has their right fit, right skill. So you prefer courses. So that means you have to build your audience way more and sell more um, of those offers to make the same as high ticket one-on-one, -on -one, right? So it's like, there's a trade-off there too. Like if you're like, I just don't like one-on-one, -on -one, it's not my thing. I don't want to do it. I don't care how much money I can make at it. That's totally fine. So then if you're going to sell courses, what it means is we have to grow your audience faster. We have to sell more courses in order to make up that discrepancy, right? Like you might need 10 one-on-one -on -one clients, but you might want 20, 30, 40, 100 people in your course kind of thing. Just a trade-off, right? But if you were like, oh, okay, so like, no, I want to sell courses, but I don't want to have to grow my audience that quickly. And I definitely don't want to have to sell more. Well, you're stuck. You are literally stuck in a corner, right? If you're like, well, yeah, that's just the trade-off. So I have to figure out how to make that trade-off workable. I have to figure out how to grow my audience more. I have to figure out you know, how to sell more. That's my work. That is so important because then you're solving the right problem versus making it all wrong and backing yourself into a corner, right? Okay, here's another one. Uh, this one is so good. Everyone's going to be like, oh, triggering, but so good. Um, you help your clients get out of their own way, but that means that you are going to have clients that are frustrating sometimes. So like if you're a coach and you're helping clients like make massive mindset transformations or really grow or get fully out of their own way or scale or whatever that is, right? Guess what? You're going to have difficult clients sometimes. You're going to have difficult moments with those clients. It's going to feel tough sometimes. It's going to feel frustrating. They're not always going to do what you tell them to. If they were so far along that they just always did what you told them to, never ever had a challenge, never felt stuck, never had any mindset gunker issues, like they wouldn't hire you because what they're hiring you for is to help them with transformation. So like this is something I talk to my clients about all the time because it's so easy to be like, oh my God, this client is a problem. Like what the F, how do I make sure I never get a client like that again? And it's like, well, yeah, but her problem is that she's got a big mindset thing going on right now. And ironically, you help with mindset. 
So trade off, right? And then how we make it workable is to figure out like how to not make that impact us so much, how to not carry the weight of that, how to not make that mean a bunch of stuff, how to help walk them through it. But those are the right problems to solve, not how do I not get a difficult client ever? Does that make sense? Like that will be true. Most of our clients will have those challenging points and challenging moments and will have those times where they are just not listening to us. Right, because if they didn't, why would they hire us? Does that make sense? Like that is one of the ultimate trade-offs to me that just like I think is so important. Like if you are here to help people get out of their own way, expect that sometimes in your work together they will get in their own way. Your work is to figure out how to make that okay. Right? I feel like that is one of the things I am best at as a coach is like not making like that mean anything and being able to sit with people through that and walk them through it and stay in it with them without making that mean so much about me that I'm triggered and can't help them through it. And it also makes my life way fucking easier to be perfectly honest because I'm like knowing that that's a trade-off and it's okay and it's part of the process instead of being like, what am I doing wrong that this client is feeling like difficulty right now? Like, of course they are. That's why they hired me in many ways is to like walk through their own shit enough to get out of their way, their own way. Does that make sense? Like, have you guys ever been there where it's like, you're so tempted to just be like, how do I make sure I never get a client like this? Or like never putting out an offer like this again, or like whatever, like we make up all these things. Like uh, Sarah was telling me, or used an example on happy thoughts. Like I had a client who was a wedding photographer and they were awful. And so I'm never going to have a wedding photographer again as an example she gave or whatever. And it's like, no, it's a trade-off, right? Like if you help people with difficult things and transformation, assume that you are going to have to walk through that sometimes. And again, the solving the right problem is how do you make that workable for you, right? Okay, so let's go off of that one because actually I have another example a little similar to that, which is like you are here to create transformation, but that means meeting people at the beginning stages where they're at, right? So I see this a lot too, which is like, we really want to help people create transformation and get to this end result, but we're talking to them from the end result. And we feel really frustrated when we have to kind of like go back and meet them where they're at. So like, I'll use mindset as an example, right? If you're like, for me, I'm like, mindset is so important. It's like the thing, it's the thing that matters more than anything. Da, da, da. Like, because I'm like at that vantage point, where I see that, but I want to create transformation in people. So I have to go back and meet them and be like, yeah, let's also talk about like all the other things. Like you want to do a deep dive into like every post you wrote this week, like I'm down, like, let me meet you there and help walk you through that. Right. And I think that stuff like that is so important because that's a, a trade-off too, which is like, yeah, you want to help create the transformation, but that means meeting people where they're at and walking them through the journey as well, right? They're, like you got to where you got because you walked through the journey. And so being willing to go back and meet people there is also a trade-off. Like something I'll joke with my clients on all the time is they'll be like, well, I just like want clients that come to me, you know, like ready and they're going to like do the things and like do what I say and um you know that get how important xyz is and whatever and I'm like but then why would they hire you <laughs> like if they got it and they were ready and they were re ready to go and there was no blocks and they were perfect and they already knew this was the thing they were already doing it like would there be a huge ROI in them <laughs> signing up with you right now like I don't actually think so 
So it's like really helpful to be like some of the trade-off is that I have to go back and meet them where they're at. And that doesn't mean there's a problem, right? Like it's, we're so quick to make a problem out of that. And again, it's like, what's the workable solution is like, how do I get really good at meeting them where they're at? Like that's the workable solution to that trade-off. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm like really going on and on here and I have more. So if this is making sense to you guys, let me know. Uh, the reason I wanted to get so specific is because I feel like we need to hear this and we need to hear other people's experiences of it. Like every example I'm giving is something I've dealt with or multiple clients have dealt with. And I think that's really important because we need to have these conversations and hear these things instead of this all being like behind the scenes. And we're like, no, 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 like legit every client I have is perfect. And here's the interesting thing about that. Legit every client I have, I'm obsessed with and love. And like some are difficult sometimes. It can be frustrating at times. Everyone gets themselves stuck sometimes and I love them no matter what. And so I think that's where it gets confusing is once you've accepted the trade-off, it almost doesn't feel present. Like for me, I'm not like, oh, like I have to find a client that never has a problem. Like it just doesn't feel present. I'm like, oh my God, I love every single one of my clients. But if I wasn't clear on like, and I can do that because I've accepted the trade-offs, I trade-offs, I've created workable solutions, etc. All you would hear is Lisa loves every one of her clients, and I'm super frustrated by three of mine this week, so something must be wrong with me. And that's not what's happening. Does that make sense? I hope that helps. Okay. So you want to make really consistent money, right? But guess what the trade-off of that is? <laughs> you have to be really, really consistent in your actions to make that happen. That one is such a bitch, <laughs> right? Because it's like, I want to make really, really, really consistent money. Well, a trade-off of that is I have to show up really, really consistently, right? And people in this industry will try to tell you otherwise, or, um, you know, will try to sell you the secret to like how to make all this money and never have to show up. But the truth is, that's not true. Everybody that's making really, really consistent money online is showing up really, really consistently. Now they might be doing that through a team or paid advertising or things that don't require their full presence, but there's no one that's making great money online that is not showing up really consistently. Um, does that make sense? So like when we get like sold that we're like, okay, there's definitely a way to make really consistent money without being present. And if I have to be present, I'm totally fucking it up. And whatever. No. Right. But like, even like, let's say the, the opposite, right? Like say you don't want to show up really consistently. So you need something else to be showing up really consistently. Well, a trade off of that is you're paying for team or advertising dollars or an advertising agency, Facebook ads, both, right? It's literally just a trade off, but there's no chance that you're making really, really, really consistent money in your business. And no one or nothing is showing up for that business on a regular basis. It is all a motherfucking trade-off, right? Like I get so excited about this because I feel like it's just like so permission-giving, like mind-blowing, right? When you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like I'm not fucking it up. I just picked a trade-off. Like, you know, like if you're doing all organic marketing and it's all on you and then you're like making yourself wrong for having to show up, well, like you haven't fucked it up. It's just a trade-off. You're also not having to spend a shit ton of money on ads, right? That's true for me and my business, and it's the opposite for other clients. So for me, we do um, basically entirely organic marketing. I mean, we played with ads here and there, but I probably spent like, I don't know, 
less than $4,000, less than $3,000 on ads all in all of, um, 2019. Um, but a trade-off of that is I show up a lot. <laughs> a trade-off of that is I pay my team to make sure our organic marketing is going out, but it doesn't mean there's a problem, right? A positive trade-off of that is I didn't spend even like a small percentage of my revenue on ads. But like it's all a balance and neither is wrong. There are just trade-offs and you get to pick your trade-off. For some of my clients, it's way, 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 way worth it to spend that money on ads and marketing and not have to show up as much organically. That's totally fine. As long as we're aware that both come with pluses, minuses, and trade-offs, we get clear on the trade-offs and then we create workable solutions around those trade-offs. Make sense? Okay, I have two more. And then if you guys have any questions around this or if you want to ask me, um, about something you're dealing with, like, is this a problem? Is this a trade-off? Feel free to do that because I'm happy to answer those as well. Like the more, uh, specific examples we get, the better, like this is why I'm doing this one. Okay. So let me do the next two. So, um, the next one is you want to grow your audience, but the trade-off is you have to put yourself out there and it will be uncomfortable. Right? So this is a really good one, right? It's like, I have so many times heard someone that like, it's like, I really want to grow. I need more followers. I want to get out there. I really want to make more money, da, da, da. But like, then when the rubber meets the road and it's time to like put yourself out there to do that and get uncomfortable, they're like, oh, no, no, no. I just want, I just want them, but I don't want to have to like go do uncomfortable things to do that. Like, you know, run the ad or post in someone else's group or take the risk or get on the video. Turn it off, Right. If you want more followers, you got to go out there and get them. You got to give them a reason to follow. You got to give them that content. You got to show up for them. If you want to build your audience, you got to give them something to consume. You got to give them a reason, right? But yeah, it's good. Like the trade off, it's probably the uncomfortable as fuck, honestly, especially at the beginning, right? It's just true. Like, I'll give you an example of mine for this, which is like, I am like, have been craving for so long to just have more of these conversations like I'm having right now. But um, particularly in terms of showing behind the scenes. So when the literally idea came, it was a great one, but the trade-off is it's uncomfortable AF to put every bit of coaching you ever do out on a free podcast for everyone to listen to. But like, it was a trade-off. Like what I wanted more than not being uncomfortable was to get this message out there. And so I had to create workable solutions around that. How can I make myself feel safe around this? How can I feel good? And then I have to roll with that trade-off, right? Thank you, Deborah. Um, so the same is true with like growth and visibility. Like, yeah, there is going to be the trade-off of discomfort and stretching yourself and all of that. And the answer is not don't do it. <laughs> Find the perfect thing where you can be visible and grow your audience and never have to be uncomfortable. Like that's a losing battle, right? do it and deal with the discomfort and create workable solutions around that. Right. Um, so uncomfortable, totally. And I think what we're conditioned to do in this industry is make that bad. Like if it doesn't feel good or easy or whatever, it's bad. Sometimes it's just a trade off, <laughs> you know? Um, no, listen, I'm like, there's, there's layers to that onion. I'm definitely a fan of finding ways to make things feel as good as possible, but like there are going to be times that are really um, uncomfortable. And like when we keep labeling all of those as bad, we're not looking at the trade-off clearly and we're solving the wrong problem. Okay, here's the last one. This one's a doozy. This one I deal with a lot. 
with clients, uh, especially like that have had quick growth, um, which is you want to continue to grow, but you have more people in your space, more boundaries to set, leadership things to deal with, and more people being pains in the butts, i.e. like payment issues, challenges, whatever. That's a trade-off of having more people buy from you, more people around you, right? Like if you have 10 people in a program, the amount of problems or challenges or payment issues or whatever you're going to have are very small compared to if you have 100, 200, 300 people. It's so different. But like also, if you have 100, 200, 300 people, you're making 10, 20, 30 times that, right? You know, like there is a trade-off. So one of the trade-offs of growth is you just have a lot more people around you. It means a lot more people to deal with. You have more team members, which means you have to step way more into leadership stuff. You have more people buying your courses. So it means you have a bad egg every now and then, right? Like, let's just be super fucking honest about that. If you have a hundred people, yeah, there are probably going to be a couple that don't want to follow through on payment or want to be a pain in the ass or whatever. That is a trade-off of the growth. That's not a problem per se. Doesn't mean you don't set up workable solutions around the trade-off, i.e. like how do we deal with pain in the ass clients? What's the team's process there? How do we manage that? Like all of that is relevant and we create workable solutions for it. But when you're trying to solve for the problem of like how do I make sure there's no pain in the ass clients in my 200-person program or how do I make sure every single person in my 200-person program never has a payment issue, you're fucked. <laughs> Like, I mean, right, I'm teasing a little bit, but it's true. Like, this is how people tank their businesses, honestly, is because they'll try to solve for all that. Like, how do I make sure, like, you know, everything is perfect and, like, nobody ever has an issue as I grow to having 200 people in a program? How do I make sure, like, my team does everything perfectly as I grow to having 10, 20, 30 people on my team? You don't. <laughs> You let that be okay. You let that be a trade-off and then you create workable solutions around that, right? But so many people are so scared to grow because they don't want those things or like they hold themselves back. And a lot of people even will like self-sabotage in that way or sabotage their business because they like can't handle the trade-off of like there will be other challenges as you grow. And they feel like that means there's something wrong. Again, because so many, so much messaging in our industry is like, you should never have a client that's difficult or, you know, you should never have a payment issue or whatever, which is just not fucking real life and not true. But if you're working to that, you're backing yourself into a corner all the time. Like I want the growth. I want all the people and I want to make sure none of them are ever a problem no matter what. Such a hard place to be. And I'm not saying that's like a, like you should feel ashamed if you've had that thought. What I'm saying is make sense that you've had this thought because that's what the industry feeds us. But the truth, truth, is that that's a trade-off of growth and you have to create workable solutions around that. So I hope that was helpful. I hope every one of those specific examples gave you something to look at, to see, to think about, and what I really, really want to, um, you know, let all of this impress upon you is that what we tend to do is make all of this a problem, right? And then spin around endlessly looking for a solution to that problem of which there might not be one. If I want to grow, there may not be a way in which I never have someone that's difficult. But if I'm constantly spinning on how to solve that, I'll feel frustrated and stuck all the time. But instead, I can realize that there is a trade-off that I can live with and work on the solution to and make a workable solution to that trade-off or like not do it. Like if for me, um, I'm just making something up here. Like if for me, like 
I'm unavailable to ever deal with a difficult client, no matter what, forever and ever. Amen. Like, okay, then like growth might not like might not happen that way. And that might have to be a trade-off too. Like you see what I mean? Like every single thing presents you with a choice and you decide what the trade-off is and then you find the workable solution. So none of it's a non-choice. It's always a choice. It's always in your power. You just have to take that power back instead of looking for the perfect solution. Hey, she, you said these are such helpful examples. So good. I'm so glad they were helpful. This like totally came to me today. Like I was just sitting here working on something else and I was like, I should give a couple examples of this. And then I like had Ted in like two seconds. So I was like, this was meant to be. Um, so I'm really glad they were helpful. Hey, Steph. Um, okay. So I hope that really shows you, like, if you are struggling with something in your business, I want you to really be like, okay, is this an actual problem or is this a trade-off? And if it's a trade-off, is it worth it? And if it's worth it, then what's the workable solution, right? So is it a problem or a trade-off, right? You got to go there. Like sometimes it's just a freaking trade-off. If I know that it's a trade-off, is it worth it? If it's still worth it, then I fix it. Then I create a workable solution. And then I'm actually solving the right problem, right? This is stuff I work my clients through every single day because there are always trade-offs in business. Always, always, always. And if you can get comfortable with that, you will grow so much faster because you'll breeze through these. If you are looking for the business with no trade-offs, your, your growth will be so, so, so slow because you'll hit a wall on every single one of these and try to endlessly solve the problem. So this isn't to be like, shit sucks, deal with it. This is to be like, here's how you grow really fast is stop trying to find the perfect business and start trying to find the best business for you, make the right decisions with the right trade-offs. Hey Pam, thanks for being here. So if you are just joining, I highly recommend going back and listening to um, the first part with all the examples, because I think that lays it out really well. And then I highly recommend like putting this into practice in your business and really going through that set of questions that I just said and looking at it, because this will change everything. Like you will be able to solve the right problem so much quicker, which is like, again, my favorite thing in the whole world, because it makes the most results in my opinion. And two, you'll be able to move forward so much faster because you won't be trying to solve all of these unsolvable issues, right? You'll keep solving the right thing. So happy to walk any of you through this. If you have any questions, if you're watching the replay and something pops up for you, let me know. I really hope this was um, super useful and permission giving. Steph says, love this topic so much. Such a game changer to realize this is reality. There is trade-offs. Oh my God, a hundred percent. Oh, Deborah, I'm so glad that was helpful for you. Yeah, there just are. And like, again, that's not wrong. And I feel like something that's helpful for me to look at always is like, well, in every area of my life, is there a trade-off? Sure. Like literally everything. Like I could sleep until noon tomorrow, but the trade-off is like, I might not get the stuff done. I want to get done. I just get to pick which one I want to do. Or like, you know, the relationship thing. Like I could break up with my boyfriend to find someone who doesn't snore, but like, is that really, am I going to find someone who's perfect in every single way? No. Or, you know, like I could not exercise, but then my body might not feel as great. Like all of life has trade-offs, right? Every single area. And so then we get into business and we're like, but this should be the one area where there's none. How do I make none happen? And we can't and we're frustrated, right? And so when we're like, well, that actually makes a whole fucking ton of sense because every other area of my life, I have to make those choices and trade-offs. 
then we don't feel so guilty or bad or ashamed for making them in business. And we don't feel like we're the only one that has it, right? Amy says, this will help you focus on the real issue rather than spinning our wheels. Oh my God, exactly, which is like my entire goal. <laughs> Solve the right problem, focus on the real issue, move forward faster. So thank you, Amy. I'm so glad that was helpful. Yeah, exactly, because he snores. I mean, I could list other things, but you see what I mean? Like, that's just a trade-off. It just is. Okay, guys, I hope that was super helpful. Let me know what questions you have. Thank you guys so much for being here. I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but I feel like literally this is my mission in life right now is to be like, here's what's real and true, and here's how we can get around it. So anytime you guys like show up and engage with me on this, I'm so, so, so grateful because it feels like I'm literally fulfilling the mission I feel like I have right now. So love you all. Thank you all. And happy Monday. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.